standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, those of you who have been listening to the last couple of episodes, you might recognize something different. No, I don't have a new co-host yet. Chris sounds the same. Chris is still Chris. It's not a clone. I'm still Gene. I am not a clone, though some people might wish it were otherwise. But we have a new theme song. And the way we got this theme song is a gentleman named Roland, who is a fan of the show, said, I got an idea for a theme song for the Paracast. Would you listen to it? So Chris, Greg Bishop, Nick Redfern, myself, my wife, my son, we all listen to this theme. It is absolutely fabulous. So we want to thank Roland. Thank you, Roland. And his company is called Blue Sky Music. And he wants me to tell you, and I'm happy to say it, he does themes from movies, TV, and various media. So things like ads and stuff like that. And if you want to find more of what he does, it's blueskymusic.com. That's blueskymusic.com. A special thank you to Roland for the fabulous theme for the Paracast. Thank you, Roland. Now, some other developments with the Paracast. The last two episodes have had record download numbers. Now, for example, last week's show with Michael Esposito about EVP, a lot of discussion in the forums, lots of downloads. And the previous week, we had Anthony Sanchez, and therein lies a tale. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chris, tell us about Anthony Sanchez. What happened two days after that show was streamed? Well... You know, it's hard not to uh, equate uh, his appearance on the Paracast with uh, what happened the following, I think, Tuesday. He sent out a very cryptic email to uh, a number of people, myself included, that said he was out of uh, the field of ufology. Uh, his book was not going to be released. And uh, not to contact him. Don't don't bother contacting him. Respect his privacy. And then, of course... <laughs> This created a behind-the-scenes furor, I must say, amongst people who know him. And I did some checking around. I, I did end up uh, talking with Norio uh, Hayakawa, who was good friends with his. And uh, basically the upshot ended up him having a, a real difficult personal crisis that uh, happened. Uh, it was a family matter. He doesn't want you know it discussed publicly. But needless to say it was uh impactful enough so that he made this i i think an ill-conceived decision to uh post this email which uh kind of very rapid fire fashion <laughs> zipped around the internet and um it became so viral it became viral amongst uh people who are interested in his particular ufo highway project and one of the things that I uh, realized was that the guy, you know, he, he he's really not, I think, he's not prepared, I think, for some of the uh, peripheral things that happen in this field. And uh, and perhaps that may have impacted his, his uh, personal problem with his family and, and stuff. But uh, I, I'm not here to judge him. I just feel that it was very Ill- ill-conceived on his part to then turn around two days after that uh, and announced that the book was going to be put up for sale as an e-version and that, oh no, he's, uh, you know, he's back in the field and uh, it's almost like the little boy crying wolf and to me it just really takes away whatever credibility he's been maintaining and attaining uh, with his project. It it really does put a shadow on it and hopefully he'll uh, be able to get through his personal difficulties and get himself back on track. But uh, you know, it, it, was, it was very interesting here to see, though, 
we have this show on the Paracast where I think we kind of zinged him a couple of times because he was ill-prepared in some of his research. Made yeah. it very clear he's got some more work to do. And then quitting the field two days later, you think, <laughs> hey, what did we do? You know, we've done some pretty wacky things on the Paracast in nearly five years. Yeah. But, you know, and sometimes with new co-hosts, people say, gee, you don't do that kind of thing anymore. And the answer is, yes, we do. But we don't preach about it. We just do it. Yeah. 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 There's no point in preaching. Uh, you know, I've I've been talking to the choir for so long that there's no real point in it. And I know you feel the same way in, in that regard, too, Gene. Well, we felt, you know, maybe we had this impact on this guy. You know, he quit the field. Now, I know we all know what the family problem is. It's nothing that involves illness. And let's just leave it be because it's a personal issue. But I've had other people undergo similar family problems and they don't quit all their work and stop talking to people for the rest of their lives as a result. Yeah. You have to get on. So two days later, he says, OK, here I am again. The book is going to be out in ebook form, which is fine. Hopefully there will be a printed version. I'm awaiting a link to a copy of the ebook version of UFO Highway so I could see what it's about. And right. see whether he does answer some of the questions and concerns. But it looks to me like he couldn't have completely revised the book in two days or four days. So perhaps some <laughs> of the inadequate research that we pointed to, well, it's still yeah. there. Well, I think we should start a thread on the Paracast forum and uh, do a guesstimate of how many e-copies of this he'll actually uh, sell in the first month of it being out. Uh, I would say maybe 20. Well, you know what? Maybe what happened to him will cause more people to want to go out and buy the book. But you know what? Oh, that's, so it that's was an kind of, you know, campaign. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of pushing it there. But if he doesn't push the book, he's not going to sell it because there are lots of books out there. And selling 20 or 30 copies, well, we're not insulting him. We're just saying, well, you know, that's what it is. If you don't have a major publisher behind you, don't have a lot of publicity, it's yeah. really hard to It is. Make it's almost it impossible. Sure. I mean, you've so, had books put out by professional publishers, and it's really hard to get sales. Yeah, well, St. Martin's Press did a very good job. Uh, I mean, they really did. And I went into 10 printings on my first book, so I can't complain. But uh, it's really difficult. There's so much uh, you know, noise out there. And, and, and zeroing in on the signal, I think, for people is, is becoming more and more difficult. And as a result, I think people tend to be a little gun-shy when they're spending their, their hard-earned cash on books and, uh, and downloading uh, e-books and that sort of thing. Um, it's just getting harder and harder uh, to really, you know, create uh, a name for yourself in this field as a, as a bona fide uh, serious researcher. And I think his appearance on the Paracast did indicate that uh, maybe this book uh, should, uh, <laughs> he should hold off a little bit and do a little bit more work on it before just rushing it out uh, and, and, and releasing it. Maybe he needs an editor. You know, someone to edit the book, go through it, suggest him areas where it could be beefed up, because that's one thing. I mean, I've written a lot of books. I've written over 30 books, mostly technology. And I know that I had to depend on copy editors, fact checkers, and everything else to make sure I did the good job that I wanted to do, because I don't think anybody can be their own editor. No. Not at all. No, it's, it's, it's virtually impossible. Now, today we segue back to the UFO field. And we've got a really straight-ahead guy. His name is Larry W. Bryant, and he doesn't go on shows very often. But understand, he is one of the classic whistleblowers in the UFO field trying to get information 
about what the government knows, sending freedom of information requests. This guy has been doing it, I think, for 53 years now. Yeah. He's got quite a track record. He started when he was one year old. You know, we have to be fair about it. I don't want to say this guy's a very old man. <laughs> Larry was one year of age, and he read a book from Major Donald Kehoe or something, and he said, you know what? I got to do this. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that, Gene. <laughs> He'll be listening before we bring him on. He already knows. I have to say, I got interested in UFOs when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And that's before they even had anything that was flying, before they had the printed page, before they had TV, <laughs> you know, before they had even, you know, making impressions in rocks. Before so they had you, rock books. Your, your, first, your first real case that you were interested in was uh, during the 1897 airship wave then, is what it sounds like. One of the later cases. Of course, some people thinking of cases say, you know, Gene is a mental case. And when people say that, I say, you know what? I resemble that remark. Yeah. I really do. Okay, so we've got Larry Bryant, who's going to talk about lots of fascinating things about UFO today about the state of the art, about exopolitics and other things. Coming up next, the co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-223. For the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As good as gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. 
In a coming apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, boating, tow line, shipyard, or decoration. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive a free 100 feet of 550 paracord. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Go solar for cheap. Want to use solar power but the price is too high? Now you can build your own solar panels for less than $200 at 123cheapsolar.com. Don't laugh. We've sold over 45,000 solar do-it-yourself kits. Watch the step-by-step videos that even non-handyman types can use. We offer a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to 123cheapsolar.com or call 800-713-0486. 800-713-0486. Reduce your foreign oil dependency when you go green with 123cheapsolar.com. In confusing times, would a simple outlook on health and beauty make sense? If you're tired of taking dry vitamins without noticing any results, then the Bogdana Nutritional Formula is for you. Easy to take and absorb. The absorption of liquids is 98% in comparison to only 20% for dry vitamins. For the past 25 years, Bogdana Rejuvenating Nutritional Formula has been proven to get results. Detox, nourish, and rejuvenate your body with this one-of-a-kind supplement that contains 150 natural and organic nutrients. And a one month supply is less than a dollar per day. Take charge of your health and feel the difference with Bogdana Liquid Vitamins or your money back. Go to B-O-G-D-A-N-A liquidvitamins.com or call 1-800-234-5608. That's Bogdana Liquid Vitamins.com or call 800-234-5608. Give your body what it needs and it will perform miracles in return. For inner health and outer beauty, feel the difference with Bogdana Liquid Vitamins today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? There's a a wide range of stuff on here. We are the GCN Radio Network. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back with someone who doesn't go on the radio too much, or at least not recently, Larry W. Bryant. He's been following the UFO mystery for 53 years, which is longer than most of our listeners have been alive. And I was saying, Larry, before we joined us, and I should remind everybody our co-host is Chris O'Brien this week, but Larry, welcome to the Paracast. And I was kind of joking before we started that you got involved in UFO research when you were one year of age. Now, I assume it was somewhat later than that, right? Actually, I think I was 19 at that time, and uh, I sometimes think I still am 19 because uh, there's always something uh, newly inspiring to to keep my interest uh, alive in the field. So I'm 72.7 years old now, and I figure I have at least seven years to go before I'm no longer productive. Well, you sound very productive. We're always getting lots of emails from you about the things that you're doing. But what attracted you 53 years ago to the UFO mystery? A guy at the age of 19, maybe you're thinking of girls, you're thinking of your profession. Why UFOs? Well, I still think of girls. Uh, Don't tell your wife this, okay? (laughs) I'm no longer married. There's a high incidence of divorce in this field, as you probably have discerned yourself. Well, I've done it twice, uh, but I'm sticking with the second one. All right, there you go. 
You know, when I was uh, 19, that, 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 that was 1957, June of 1957 was the uh, date that the first issue of Flying Saucers magazine hit the newsstand. I still have that copy that I bought for 35 cents. Uh, it was published by a guy that you probably have a little reverence for, and that was uh, Palmer, Ray Palmer. I knew uh, Ray Thompson. Palmer personally, yes. Ray uh, opened the door to my uh, thinking about the subject more than anything else. Of course, you know, I back when uh, George Adamski's uh, first book, came out, uh, George Adamski claimed he had a direct contact with extraterrestrials flying around in saucers. Uh, there, there, that sparked my interest as well uh, back in, in the mid-50s. So, I, but when I, when I got my hands on and read practically every word of that uh, Flying Saucers magazine from Ray Palmer's productions, uh, that convinced me that uh, there was... Uh, uh, some fertile field for the imagination, for uh, uh, serious intellectual inquiry, and for entertainment. And I'm in it, and uh, have been in it, as I say, from that very day. Now, a lot, quite often people who get involved in UFO research, very early on, they come to the conclusion that was prevailing, especially in the 50s, because of Major Donald Kehoe, that UFOs represented E.T., is that the feeling you had then? Is that the what? That UFOs were manifestations of beings who came here from well, other planets. The, that's what might be called the Occam's Razor uh, approach to the subject matter. There, there is there is definitely a paranormal approach to it. If you consider the wealth of uh, reported claims of contact by so-called contactees and, and abductees, and uh, I don't disparage that because that's still part of the mystery. Uh, are people being directly contacted worldwide by visiting astronauts from elsewhere? So it's a question that needs to be answered. Some people think they have already answered it. Uh, I'm not so sure yet, and, and that's what, as I say, it, it keeps my interest alive. It's it's a great mystery that demands our serious attention. So um, uh, Kehoe was right. Kehoe was right on two elements, that the evidence that he was collecting from insider military sources pointed to the extraterrestrial origin of some of the reported saucer sightings. And uh, the other point he was right about was that the government was not telling us back in the 50s and 60s all that it knows about UFO reality. And uh, those two prongs of uh, my interest in the field are, as I say, is still uh, impelling me to go forward with my own work. And uh, my my record uh, is, is is viewable in a in a microcosm. If you go to my web log called uh, http colon slash slash ufo view ufo view all one word dot posterus p o s t e r o u s dot com. This You'll is your site, some- Larry. That's my weblog, yes. It's okay, been going I'll tell you what we'll do for the sake of our listeners. We'll make it easy. 
is that when we post the link to the show, when people see your name, they can click on your name. I'll have that set up shortly, and they'll go right That'll to your work. blog. Okay, and, and your, um, your viewers, your listeners, can, as they skim through that little uh, blog of mine, they'll see samples of my published material, references to my books, uh, and they'll get a flavor for what, what is this old guy now trying to do? Why doesn't he just throw up his hands and leave the field? Well, I don't work that way. Never have. When, when as I say, there's a mystery that of uh, such a compelling nature as this one, you have to stick it out to the end. You might have little flat periods where you may burn out somewhere along the way, but you never quit. And uh, I've known a few uh, others in, in the field that never quit either. They died continuing. To look at Richard Hall. He died uh, basically putting out his uh, UFO history newsletter on his deathbed. And um, uh, Kehoe likewise lived into his 90s. He was still very active uh, according to what his physical and mental abilities could bring to the to the table. So uh, I, I have those luminaries. Uh, I, I, J. Allen Hynek ended up with a brain tumor, and uh, he, he, he got the first uh, symptom of it during a lecture where he, he couldn't carry on the end of the lecture, and, and another researcher finished it for him. Um, these legends in the field are not for me to say. Never quit uh, uh, the work that you started and, and hopefully build upon it and, and, and show by example what young people can do today if they pick this subject up with a serious intent and with a focus that will carry them from decade to decade. You know why the things of the movie Galaxy Quest, that satire of Star Trek starring Tim Allen, and their motto was, never give up, never surrender. And I have to tell you this, neighbors, I kind of gave up on the UFO field a few times over the years. You know, I'd say, you know, I had enough of this. I really got to go out there and I have to make a living and I have a family and I can't keep doing this. And then two years later, I keep doing this. So you think back, what, February of 2006, you know, I'm talking with my former co-host and we say, let's do a radio show about the paranormal with a special emphasis on UFOs. I can't give it up. We have Larry Bryant and he is author of such books as UFO Politics at the White House, still available. We have a link to that title. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Okay, neighbors, here's the problem. Face-to-face -face business meetings with clients and colleagues are always going to be important. But business travel is a hassle, and it's often a complete waste of money. Well, here's a solution for you. Do more, travel less with GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting is an award-winning online meeting service brought to you by Citrix with just a click. Host sales presentations, training sessions, or product demos right from your own desk. Avoid the hassle of traveling and still exceed your sales goals. Plus, GoToMeeting is just $49 a month for unlimited online meetings. Plus, voice over IP and phone conferencing is included. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days for this special offer, visit gotomeeting.com slash podcast. Once again, go to meeting free for 45 days. 
visit gotomeeting.com slash podcast. Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today. Still worrying? From GMO to organic food in jeopardy divided by economic turmoil, there is still an answer. With just a little knowledge easily acquired, you will literally see food everywhere. Author Linda Runyon has these skills from having lived this way of life and created the tools so you could too. Wild food is economical, nutritious, freely available, abundant, and free for the taking. It is a skill that takes little time to learn, but stays with you for life. And now for a limited time, it's all on sale. It's called the Buy Buy Old Website Sale. Can you guess what's coming? Absolutely everything's on sale across the board, including our already discounted packages. And you know, the holidays are coming up fast. We don't know if we're going to have another sale this year. This was the only one in 2010 so far. We've been lucky to keep our prices the same since 2008, but who knows what the future will bring. So go to ofthefield.com now or call toll-free 1-888-51-EAT-FREE. That's ofthefield.com or call 1-888-51-EAT-FREE and cross food off your to-do list. What if a natural or man-made disaster forced you to flee your house in a moment's notice? Are you prepared to grab and go? You will be with My Evac Pack, the ultimate survival kit for emergency evacuations, and we mean ultimate. My Evac Pack is an easy-to-carry bag packed with 44 essential food servings and dozens of indispensable get-out-of-town supplies. My Evac Pack comes in two sizes, a backpack or a rolling duffel bag. Both are packed with great-tasting, nutritionally dense, long-shelf-life food, plus all kinds of tools and supplies to help you and your family survive just about any kind of survival situation. See the new video and all you get in My Evac Pack at MyEvacPack.com Spelled M-Y-E-V-A-C-P-A-C-K dot com. MyEvacPack.com Or call 877-327-0365 That's 1-877-327-0365 Get My Evac Pack today because you can't predict when or where an emergency will strike. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Larry Bryant, longtime UFO researcher. The co-host Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And Larry has been giving us kind of an introduction to his involvement in the UFO field. Chris, why don't you pick up on that? Larry, um, I noticed in your, your biographical material that you were uh, involved writing for government publications, uh, military and others, uh, for quite a number of years, over 30 years. How did you initially get involved in that? And was the UFO subject uh, somehow a, 
uh, a reason why uh, you got involved in, in writing for the government? Well, when I uh, left school, I, I had to get a job uh, as an adult at age uh, 20, and I ended up as a clerk typist uh, in civil service for the Army in Fort Monroe, Virginia, my hometown area. And um, I uh, also had uh, a genetic predisposition to want to write stuff. Writing and editing became a career for me. And uh, my my efforts to write about the UFO research field uh, were very compatible with my uh, chosen career field. The more I wrote on that hobby of mine, uh, the better I became as a writer and editor, and then the, the more I got promoted, and eventually I retired from that civil service job back in uh, 1994, and I have not looked back at, since the day I walked out of the Pentagon and said, this is it, I'm a free man completely, I will have no problems uh, having a wide open uh, activism on this subject and activism is, is is where it is as far as I'm concerned. I'm not just sitting around reading other people's stuff and commenting on it. I'm actually trying to do original research as best I can. And, and, I, and when I was talking online uh, with Gene earlier, I, I realized that uh, exopolitics is not a new uh, form of activism. It, it dates back back to, to the 50s. Uh, if you consider, for example, a fellow out in California who actually ran for president uh, on the, uh, the question of flying saucer existence. And uh, he's, he's dead now, but he was uh, fairly famous uh, when he was doing that back in California. And I'm, <laughs> Is that so Gabriel I Green? Can't remember his name? Gabriel Green. <laughs> that's it, Gabriel Green. Don't ask me yeah, how I remember so, that. I, you know, I'm as old as the hills, so I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Green, uh, you know, had never heard of exopolitics. It's a, it's a newly coined term of, of several years' existence, but but you know what? He was a practitioner of it, and. Um, then you can fast forward to, say, the year 2000, uh, 2002, when uh, Stephen Bassett ran for Congress on the UFO disclosure ticket. Uh, I helped him get signatures to get his name as an independent candidate on the uh, congressional uh, ballot for that year. And... Um, and I can tell you this, getting 4,000 signatures was not an easy chore, but he had just a small cadre of dedicated signature gatherers, and we pulled it off. Uh, he was even invited to um, a town hall meeting held by the, jointly by the Republican and the Democrat candidate, and uh, he actually stood up there and uh, boldly said what his, his motive was for getting into Congress, and that was to, to facilitate the disclosure that some UFOs really are hardware from elsewhere. So uh, he, he became a modern-day leader in the exopolitics field. But don't you, think, though, don't you think that would be fair about exopolitics? It's gotten pretty extreme. It's not just a simple quest to get information about UFOs disclosed to the public, but you know what? It gets into political agendas that don't always have a lot of authority behind them. 
Well, there there is a, a sort of like a, an undertone among some practitioners of uh, uh, questioning uh, the, the uh, motives of our, our current administration or the one before it. Um, uh, you know, this is free speech as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you, you, in this field especially, everyone has a right to to behave foolishly. Uh, there's no law against that. And I am told that learn. every day by Mrs. Steinberg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they have to learn the hard way that um, being indiscriminate about their public thinking on this subject is not going to help their program. It, it, it's it's going to be detrimental to, to public acceptance of what they've set out to do. And if they go off in an extreme uh, format, uh, then, then they're going to have to learn from their mistakes. Well, one example of something I think is extreme is they have a ballot initiative in Denver, Colorado, to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission. What's that all about? Well, it started a couple of years ago by a single practitioner of uh, imaginative thinking. Now, imagine that. Somebody who actually says, I I'm tired of the status quo. I want to do something original. In America, how can that be in this day and age? Well, it happened. And the man's name is Jeffrey Peckman. Jeffrey uh, decided that, uh, based on his own personal experience, he could bring off such an event as what he's proposing to do on November the 2nd of this year at the uh, general election in Denver. He got enough signatures, 4,000. That seems to be the magic number in activism today. In any case, he, he had a little small group of volunteers to help him go door-to-door -door and getting signatures on a, a petition to propose a, uh, an ordinance be passed in the city of Denver to create and operate a commission dedicated to determining uh, the uh, means and uh, worth worthiness of having extraterrestrial interface with uh, whatever it is that's uh, piloting and uh, controlling the UFO presence. Now, I have, I have nothing against that. That's, in fact, there's a precedent for what he's done. And it happened back um, around uh, 2003 or so when uh, uh, a new fund member, uh, Bob Bletchman, who's, who died a, a year or two ago, Bob uh, got the idea that... Uh, there should be a state-level ballot initiative to declare the year 2001 or 2000, whichever it was, to declare that year the year of UFO awareness by proclamation. So a volunteer from Missouri, Missouri, the show-me state, uh, stood up and said, I'm trying to get 30,000 signatures needed to put it on the state ballot in Missouri, but he just couldn't get enough people to help him gather those signatures. And then there's nothing wrong with having a, a proclamation from the governor or the mayor of a major city uh, to declare that uh, the, the status quo that we have today about UFO reality and, and the acceptance of uh, the presence of possible 
extraterrestrial visitors. There's nothing wrong with proclaiming that awareness and, and acting on it in terms of educating the public, uh, raising their, what I call their UFO ET uh, intelligence quotient to a level that uh, that we can produce some results rather than just sitting around looking at our ufological navels. <laughs> well, that's a good point, and I, I personally uh, agree. I think that there's there's a lot of pop culture misinformation out there, and especially the younger folks uh, who are coming along interested in this subject. They tend to be swayed, I think, by sort of pop culture thinking. Uh, it is a very highly complex subject, and uh, it does take a bit of work if you really want to get into it and into the meat of the subject. And and I do agree that th we do need a, a I think, a, a coordinated outreach program uh, to educate, especially the young folks, about, about the subject. I'll tell you what, get we'll back. get into more of that with Larry Bryant, our co-host Chris O'Brien, in our next section of the show. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Hey neighbors, ever thought about creating a website? With HostGator, you can create your own website with your very own .com domain name. HostGator has a free site builder and thousands of design templates to create your website today. Whether you want to create a blog, a photo gallery, a family page, or a website for your business, HostGator has the right plan for you, starting at less than 5 bucks a month for ultra-reliable website hosting with 99.9% .9 uptime and true 24 by 7 live support available by phone, chat, or email and based right here in the U.S. Don't be left without a website. It's more affordable and easier than you think. Sign up at technightowl.com slash gator, that's G-A-T-O-R, to get the lowest possible price. At HostGator, that's technightowl.com slash gator to get a special deal on all their web hosting services. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. 
Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze Dry Guy clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. Take a minute and hear what I'm about to tell you. You might have heard about Life Change Tea on a radio commercial or a TV commercial. And you did what many people do. You tuned out. I understand. Now the facts. When health fails, you will do just about anything for better health. So why wait? Read our testimonies of better health by drinking Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. And how much does missing work cost you when you're sick? Get ahead of the sick curve. Get the tea. Here's how to order. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Or you can call one of our friendly operators, 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Our tea tastes great and will help you with your health. And you can even lose weight. So again, try us out at GetTheTea.com. Tired of searching for great talk radio? And I think it really does make a difference. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Larry Bryant makes his first appearance on the Paracast co-host Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. Of course, you're in the Paracast. And one of the things I wonder about, though, if you have these various ballot initiatives and, as we say, local or state-level initiatives, is that maybe putting the cart before the horse? Shouldn't we find out what's really going on, get whatever information governments have to offer before we set up extraterrestrial affairs commissions and stuff like that? Well, I maintain we we have enough. We've had it for years. Um, you, I use the analogy of uh, if you see one one white crow, you don't need to see many more white crows to realize that uh, not all crows are black. And uh, the white crow in this instance is the wealth of uh, hardcore data that we've already squeezed out of government archives data that, had it been released upon its origination, would have raised quite a bit of eyebrows back in the population of the 1950s and 1960s. This stuff uh, is now available for anybody to dig up and, 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 and evaluate it on his own and make his own decision. I don't need any more of that material to, to make my decision. I have concluded, along with uh, some other responsible researchers like uh, Stanton Friedman, that some of the reported flying saucer encounters uh, represent hardware from elsewhere, piloted by intelligent beings of some sort, and and they and the, that evidence, if presented, say, in a grand jury setting before 
witnesses and grand jurors who who would obviously uh, determine the credibility of the material presented, they would probably come out with an indictment if it were a criminal case involved. And I say that that's all the evidence I need to act on. I, 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 you got to move forward at one point and, and get away from the, the business as usual of collecting, analyzing, and archiving UFO sighting reports. It hasn't led us to a definitive solution, and uh, I think that that definitive solution is only going to come from the grassroots level at this point. Okay, well, let's maybe pursue this further. You've gone after government information about UFOs, but does the government really know anything other than having loads of cases they can't explain? Do, do they have other than just unexplained cases? Do they have some answers, or do they just have all this data that they really can't? I would say with the, an I would say with the technological uh, detection devices they have today, they have plenty of answers. They just don't want us to know about it for whatever reason. I've always said that the Navy has the ultimate control, the ultimate power, authority to handle this subject, and there's evidence of, of this floating around if you if you look hard enough that the Navy is, is probably the most operative controlling factor in what the government knows and when it knew it about UFO reality. They well, that's an interesting question, too. If UFOs are seen in the air, isn't the Air Force the place to go? Why the Navy? The Navy's been involved since Roswell. The Navy's been involved since uh, the 1952 uh, estimate of the situation published by the Air Force and, and uh, w with uh, a notation on the bottom of the cover that the uh, the Navy's uh, intelligence people, Office of Naval Intelligence, had a direct role in that particular report. So, uh, as I say, they they have these ships at sea with all that radar detection device with planes that fly off of carriers, get, get airborne, get up there in the stratosphere with their own uh, gun camera pictures poised, uh, cameras poised to take pictures of these incoming objects under intelligent control. This, my friend, has to be a, a no-brainer as far as uh, uh, the government's handle on the subject. There, there have been... Um, for example, Navy personnel uh, back in uh, the days of the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, the old NICAP run by Major Kehoe, a Marine Corps major, retired. Marine Corps, of course, part of the Navy. Part of the uh, board of directors for NICAP included a Navy Admiral, Rear Admiral Roscoe Hillenketter, who became eventually uh, a CIA director. You know, that let me just a, interrupt, Larry. One of the reasons why people felt skeptical of NICAP and its motives was the heavy usage of military personnel, ex-military personnel, and having a former head of the CIA, people were saying, my God, it must be a government disinformation agency. So is that well, a logical uh, thing it, to say? It may, it may, it may have had a... a uh, a tendency maybe uh, to, to go that way, but it never did end up. It, it, it died uh, when, uh, when the Tongan Committee report came out and its financial support uh, withered uh, to keep the organization alive. 
but as I say, I think that the, the military presence uh, in, in NICAT was a natural outcome of keyholes and inside contacts. Uh, Dewey Fournay, another, another Navy officer, was uh, a very very critical insider contact for uh, for Kehoe, and uh, he he did what was natural. He he went to his uh, comrades in in arms and said, listen, we know what's going on, and the public deserves to know, and let's get an organization going, and let's use your expertise and your contact uh, record to to keep it going. And I find nothing wrong with that. Uh, I knew a... um, a medical doctor who was a who was a flight surgeon. He also died of a brain tumor. <laughs> he, he was very careful in his uh, uh, research, but and he, as I say, had been a flight surgeon. And when he told me that, um, whenever he encountered some pilots, he would always say, "What about UFOs?" And one of the answers he got back was, "You really don't want to know the answer." That was a rather cryptic way of saying. Uh, doctor, you know uh, this is this is not a frivolous subject at all, and it's one that pilots behind the scenes, particularly military pilots, uh, view as a critical subject. So that, that's all I can say about it. At, at, at this point, there is a military role that's being played out since the 50s, and it hasn't stopped to this day. Well, you know what? The other question I would also ask then is. Do you think there is a lot of disinformation in the UFO field that people from the government, intelligence agencies, whatever, they're putting out stuff to confuse and befuddle the UFO research community? There has been uh, some of that. I'm not sure the extent of it. For example, that there, you know, the Benowitz affair down in uh, New Mexico, uh, a fellow named Benowitz was uh, getting very close to... Uh, to developing his own insider sources uh, for UFO information, and uh, apparently the Air Force Office of Special Investigations didn't like it, so they had him set up uh, to be fed disinformation to to cause him. Uh, basically, he ended up with a nervous breakdown over it. Uh, so um, let's hope there's not many more cases like that going on. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me that. Counterintelligence people who are trained in all kinds of uh, techniques for uh, protecting uh, so-called national security information, it wouldn't surprise me that if they're pushed far enough, they have to resort to efforts of uh, of, of rather nefarious uh, means. And uh, that's that's just part of the field we're involved in. The likelihood... Is always going to be there because we're we're knocking on a door that's remained closed uh, for decades and maybe has a few cracks in it now. There, you know, Kehoe talked about this very subject, and he he would refer to what's known as the silence group within right. the military. The silence group uh, were the keepers of the secret, but there was a countervailing. Uh, sentiment among other officers in the military. He says, no, this is not the way we should handle the subject. We should be open as possible, and therefore we 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 think that uh, the government's making a mistake. And this was going on back in the 50s and 60s. The silence group may or may not have much authority today, and there may be a glimmer 
of hope and that uh, uh, there are some whistleblowers who are coming forward in various ways. Uh, some of them may or may not be uh, as credible as others. But again, this is all we have to work with. We're, the only game in town is what the government decides. And we have to to evaluate what they put forward and what they don't put forward. As I'll tell you what, can. Larry, let's pursue this in our next hour. We have Larry Bryant. Co-host Chris O'Brien, I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in The Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. In his best E.T. voice. Can you speak like an E.T.? Go ahead, try it one more time, Chris. The Paracast. Oh, well, E.T. has to speak in a high-pitched voice. There's something about E.T. I think E.T.'s have... A predilection for helium. <laughs> yeah, I, I should get a, a tank just to just to make it interesting there, Gene. You know, years ago, Howard Stern had his whole crew inhale helium on the air. Forget about it. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Paracast. We have Larry Bryant, who is putting up with our guff, and we're trying to make sense of all this. Now, Larry, you've been the whistleblower all these years. You've gone after the government to get freedom of information documents. How is that fared? When did this all start for you? Uh, actually, I'm not a whistleblower, but I am an, a cheerleader for whistleblowing to the extent that uh, I still, I'm still cheering today for people like uh, Colonel Corso, uh, an Army lieutenant colonel who retired uh, from the Army and uh, eventually wrote a book called The Day After Roswell. Now, let me just stop there. Let me stop there. That's been pretty controversial, as you know. Yeah. There have been oh, yes. a lot of complaints yes. that maybe Corso's background and statements were inaccurate, that maybe Bill Burns, the co-author, edited the book so heavily that maybe there are things there that are missing or exaggerated. But you accept Corso's basic premise here that he was the bag man who brought E.T. technology into private industry. Uh, if it wasn't he, it probably was somebody else that either he worked with or knew uh, to some extent. Uh, uh, the core story uh, of Corso's uh, uh, involvement with the uh, exploitation of Roswell debris it has a, a true ring to it because, let's face it, if Roswell occurred, debris was 
uh, scarfed up by the authorities, was probably analyzed in a cursory way, and stored somewhere. And uh, according to Corso's account, part of that debris was parceled out to the Army, to the Air Force, and the Navy, which makes sense to me. Uh, if, if you've got something that needs to be analyzed and exploited, then you you got to send it, put it in the peop- right people's hands, get contractors involved, and and do the exploitation. Now whether they they really had the authority to to do it as much as they did, and uh, enrich the military industrial complex, that's a whole new political question. But the point is, is the history does it make sense? And it does to me. In Corso, as I say, he he may have had some personal flaws, but in general, he he would have, uh, you know, had a, had a high security clearance when he was working in the Pentagon and uh, under General Trudeau and the research and development community of the Army. Uh, I'd say uh, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt that his core story makes a lot of sense. You know, Bill I want Burns, to say this. And I've gone back and forth about Corso. Ever since the Paracast first debuted in 2006, we had Bill Burns on several times to talk about it. And I understand the concerns. Apparently, his credentials were maybe misidentified in the book. There were lots of typos or or poor editing issues. But the thing is, in general here, here's a guy who has a very credible reputation in the military, why would he, at the end of his life, come up with this stuff if it's nonsense? Why would he do it? He had a simple explanation. His children said that, I want you, Daddy or Grandfather, I want you to put your story on record because you've, you've, been, a, you've been a historical player in this thing and, and, and you need to, to come out and put it on record. And that was his simple explanation. I don't know if it satisfies most people, but it satisfies me for the time being. Well, I'm I'm really interested. To, I'm, I was just going to point out that the Open Minds Group down there in, in uh, Tempe has has actually, I think, published his original manuscript uh, prior to uh, Bill Burns's involvement, and I've yet to see somebody compare the two. It, it it would be an interesting project for somebody to see how much actually was changed in the in the actual final uh, versions of the book that Burns was involved with. One of the things that you brought up before, Larry, that I want to touch on here uh, real quick is, is you know, we've been talking about the military and the government, uh, and you did bring up the military-industrial complex and, and this whole idea of compartmentalization of, of these uh, secrets, if you will. How much do you think the government really knows? Uh, do you think a lot of this uh, real super uh, secure information is being held in the hands of private corporations like Bechtel and and uh, Lockheed and McDonnell Douglas and, you know, the Rand Corporation, TRW, Rand, people, yeah. you know, groups like that. Do you, how much do you think has been compartmentalized away from the Larry Bryants and the John Greenwalds and the FOIA request into the private sector? Uh, do, do you have a sense of that? Ninety-nine percent of the hardcore information in the government's hands uh, has been, continues to be, uh, under wraps. And uh, part of that 99% includes gun camera pictures from interceptor jets. You don't need any better information than that to make a conclusion 
a jet fighter up there in the stratosphere with uh, high-tech gun cameras uh, is going to capture some major footage. And, uh, of course, we've had gun cameras uh, that go back to the 60s at least. Uh, and I'm sure that they, they, they probably have stereoscopic uh, capability on these gun cameras today. And, and uh, you know, with uh, color film, with infrared film, all kinds of stuff. We don't know for sure because, again, that's a military secret. That's stuff we don't want our enemies to replicate anytime soon. So, so you think it's um, it's the technology that we have that's being held secret, not uh, as well as what they're actually filming. So there's probably think, a combination of that. Uh, yeah. what, the, what the intelligence community calls sources and methods of uh, right. intelligence collection and analysis, they, they 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 rightfully want to protect stuff like that because there's other people who'd like to get their hands on the same uh, uh, material that we have. Um, but again, uh, you know, if, if there's a threat from UFOs, we should know about it. We are the people of the government. We, you know, the, we're both the governors and the governed in this country, and we have a right to know if whatever threat exists. And if uh, there is no threat, why keep it secret? Well, uh, as I say, uh, that that is the crux of the issue. Why is the government afraid to let its own people know what's going on? Maybe there's some uh, nefarious policy that says uh, we will lose uh, the allegiance of our people if we admit that we misled them for 40-some years. Well, the other I question the I have, Larry, is how do you keep a secret that long? Multiple administrations multiple levels of leadership changes in the military and the intelligence agencies. How can you keep this singular item a secret? Well, uh, we have had leaks of information. Remember the Iranian uh, uh, jet interceptor case uh, of uh, back in, uh, what was it, the late 70s? Uh, 76. The Iranian, uh, the Iranian um, Air Force uh, dispatched interceptors uh, to uh, to check out a UFO sighting, and when they did, uh, the result was not only negative but dangerous because the uh, one of the intercepting pilots was getting ready to arm his weapons and, and maybe shoot at the uh, the interloper, and when that happened, the systems of the entire jet interceptor failed. And that, you know, that's enough to make a lot of people uh, retire from the, the military. Um, this was, first, it was leaked, this account was leaked to the public, and eventually through the Freedom of Information Act, the, the uh, Air Force owned up, yes, we have this document, and it doesn't show really much of anything, but you can have it. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, so, we can have a lot more in a moment, but we have Larry Bryant. He's a longtime UFO investigator. We're covering what he feels is the existence, the proof that UFOs are here because they are ET. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, 
or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. Where have all the military surplus stores gone? Don't worry, you don't need one. Because everything you need at Military Surplus is at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, one of the last surviving true military surplus stores in the country. Go online now to MainMilitary.com and discover a source for hard-to-find surplus items at true surplus prices. Surplus gun cleaning kits as low as $2.99. Complete chemical suits as low as $11.99. See our huge selection of gas masks, filters, and accessories. Finish and M10 gas masks are 3 for $30. And Swiss filters are 3 for $12. Searching for Strike Anywhere matches? MainMilitary.com has them. Plus a whole new product line of survival and first aid kits and lots more. Get free shipping on orders over $50 only at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. Or call 877-608-0179. 877-608-0179. MainMilitary.com. The main name in military supply. Take a minute and hear what I'm about to tell you. You might have heard about Life Change Tea on a radio commercial or a TV commercial. And you did what many people do. You tuned out. I understand. Now the facts. When health fails, you will do just about anything for better health. So why wait? Read our testimonies of better health by drinking Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. And how much does missing work cost you when you're sick? Get ahead of the sick curve. Get the tea. Here's how to order. Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Or you can call one of our friendly operators, 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Our tea tastes great and will help you with your health, and you can even lose weight. So again, try us out at getthetea.com. Bringing you the best in alternative talk radio for over 10 years. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. 
We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. Larry Bryan joining us this week on the Paracast. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's the co-host, and we're exploring what they know or don't know about UFOs. And if it's all ET, okay, that's one thing. But what about all the side issues that we have in the UFO field? And we have the stuff that Jacques Vallée brought to the table, John Keel, many others, about other events that indicate maybe it's far more than ET. What do you think about all that, Larry? You know, theories are, are fine to look at. Theories keep the issue alive. Well, what we're really doing, dealing with partially here is a mythology. The mythology of UFO research, basically. There's uh, a lot of symbolism involved, imagery that can be interpreted in one way or another. And so the, the, the field of studying myths uh, comes to play here to some degree. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, this is uh, what culture is all about. We have a subculture called UFO research, and uh, it's fed by uh, mythological premises, uh, just as any other subculture would be to some extent. And as I say, uh, that's part of the picture. So next question. <laughs> mm, interesting. Uh, I want to jump in here on that one. Uh, why, for instance, here would be here would be my my response to to that. And I, I do kind of hear Larry that you're saying, look, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, chances are it's a duck. And I think for for a majority of the field that 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 pretty much holds true. But there's a lot of, of things that uh, have been reported over the decades that just don't make sense uh, in terms of the actual behavior of uh, the pilots of these craft when they land. Why why do they still need to uh, come out of the ship, for instance, and walk around and, and pick flowers and look at rocks like they've never seen them before. I mean, we both know that we could stick something up with our level of technology the size of a beer keg in orbit around this planet and pretty much determine almost anything that you could possibly want to know. And, uh, it, well, maybe, maybe they have a, uh, <laughs> a tendency that we humans have. They're tourists. Maybe they want to take some artifacts back home and show it to the kids. Uh, I don't know the answer to it, but uh, I'm <laughs> so not they're collecting sure how souvenirs. Occurs, so basically, then, when we have a million UFO crews coming down here, each of which takes soil samples, it's because it's different families and they want to come and do their own stuff. You know, they're visiting the Grand Canyon, which in this case is Earth. <laughs> or they may want to get some blonde hair from a. From a, um, a a young lady that uh, they, they uh, have an attraction to, who knows? They, you know, listen, their, their motives are certainly uh, wor- worth looking into because if the abduction phenomenon has any substance to it, then we're in trouble. We we are sitting ducks for any time a, a, a fellow citizen attracts the interest of a UFO abductor. And uh, our government has, has shamefully stuck its head in the ground about this bird. They don't want to touch uh, the abduction uh, cases uh, uh, at all. It's just uh, it's a, it's a no-man's-land of inquiry. Now, what does that tell you? 
it, something's wrong with that, that equation. The government should be looking into abductions, and they, they, they had a chance back in the 60s before the, 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 the more widely known cases occurred. There was uh, an abduction in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, of a uh, TV repair shop owner who was working very late into the night, into the early morning hours, in fact, and when he closed up his shop to go home, left the building, he saw something flying, uh, hovering down uh, within eyesight. And and so he uh, eventually reported this to the FBI. And uh, the FBI did a one-page memorandum on this, saying that the man could not recall a certain period of several hours after he had left the shop. You know what that's called? That's called missing time syndrome, uh, which uh, abductees have uh, in, in a lot of cases where they, they are returned to their home or automobile or picnic table wherever they were ducked, and, and, and they, they do have, have no relax, recollection of a certain period of time. So this is a legal matter, a law enforcement matter. Well, People you know what? Another thing I have to interrupt here. One of the more controversial aspects of so-called abduction research is how do you unearth the memories of the period where someone blacked out, lost time, whatever, the missing time? And some say, okay, hypnotic regression. But then that's very controversial. You know, you can take David Jacobs, Dr. David Jacobs in one room. And in the same room, put Kevin Randall, and Kevin Randall says, no, it's not reliable abduction investigation using hypnotic regression. David Jacobs says it is. So where do you stand on that? I'd say that any technique that's seriously undertaken should continue to, to take place because we, we're in a disadvantage at this point. If the government does know about abductions, it knows more than it wants to tell us. And... Uh, this is dangerous behavior on the part of the government, and we're still stuck with the possibility that anybody on the planet can be abducted at will by creatures from wherever they originate. And as I say, it's a law enforcement matter. It's a public safety matter. And while we're allowing this to go on, if it is, and I've any number of people who claim to be abducted, they show no signs of dementia, of psychotic behavior at all. In fact, if anything, they show signs of being too normal. So the, I say the jury's still out on the credibility of the abduction phenomenon itself and, and on the efficacy of researchers looking into whatever it is they can find. So I, I say do not close the door on abduction re research. Try to get whistleblowers within the government to open up on this subject as well as just the, the basic nuts and bolts hardware issue. Well, you know what? The other question is here. Is the government complicit? Maybe they're in touch with E.T. and they say, okay, you are allowed to take some samples, to take specimens. If you don't hurt anybody, go ahead and abduct, you know, so many people. Do you believe in any of that? I don't necessarily use the word belief. There have been rumors that there has been a military uh, presence in some cases of UFO abductions. I don't know how substantive the rumors are, but again, the point is that this mystery is so spread around, so amorphous, that it spawns rumors 
conjecture, disinformation on the part of not only government agents, but also on the part of people who have an agenda of some, you know, intellectual agenda that that's not harmonious with what, what other people have. And I'll so, tell you what, maybe some people just want to sell books and earn the money from the lecture tours, get their 15 or 30 minutes of fame, and don't really care about finding out about UFOs. We have Larry Bryant joining us, longtime UFO investigator. The co-host is Chris O'Brien, and now he's preparing his best E.T. voice. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Pericast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Soon we'll be shutting our doors and windows, shutting out fresh air for months. Did you know you're also keeping in allergens, bacteria, and germs that cause colds and flu? What if there was a low-cost way of blanketing your home with clean air? There is. Introducing the Aeroasis 3000 Air Purifier. It utilizes new patent-pending nanotechnology, producing a blanket of oxidizers that cleans the air and sanitizes the surfaces. Imagine not spreading the cold or flu bug to everyone around you. Aeroasis 3000 Air Purifier are made in the USA. Come with a three-year warranty, have no filters to replace, no grids to clean, and require no maintenance for three years. Try the Aeroasis 3000 air purifier risk-free for 30 days. JCN listeners, get $100 off when you order at breathebetterair.com or call 806-477-0322. That's 806-477-0322. And get the best air purifier for the best price at breathebetterair.com. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future 
future and call 1-800-686-2237. Are you concerned about dropping or losing your cell phone? Are you tired of dealing with cell phone clips or holsters? Then this message is for you. Introducing Cliphanger, the best and most affordable cell phone holder on the market, made to keep your phone secure and accessible. Cliphanger works with all cell phones, including the iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, and even iPods. When attached to a pant loop, Cliphanger won't poke when you sit down. And for women, Cliphanger easily attaches to any purse strap. Carry a phone in your pocket? Simply use one finger to pull it out with Cliphanger. Cliphanger is thin and simple, has a one-year warranty against breakage, and prices start at only $10.95. With your Cliphanger purchase, we'll also send you the auto hook for your car and ship everything to you absolutely free. See the amazing Cliphanger and the Cliphanger light with its built-in LED flashlight at myphoneclip.com. To order, call 801-719-2680. That's 801-719-2680. Or visit myphoneclip.com to get your Cliphanger today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. It's good stuff. We are the GCN Radio Network. Let's applaud Chris O'Brien for the best E.T. voice. Yeah, I'm good for something. Well, you know, you said it, I didn't. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Paracast. We've got Chris O'Brien as the co-host. Larry Bryant is the guest. Okay, so let's look at the UFO field in general, trying to figure out what's going on. And we have a situation of can't we all get along? And you've got so many interests and so many competing elements of the UFO field how do you sort things out? I mean, if someone comes into the UFO investigative field and they see what's happening, they want to quit right away. At least a lot of people do saying, you know what, this is too much, too much conflict. So what do you think about all this? How do we figure it out? The conflict, the gassing, the gamesmanship among researchers. Some researchers find a pet case that they love to keep and, and they spend their whole career nursing that one particular pet case and, and and resent anybody else trying to get a handle on it. This is human nature, my friend. It's sort of like religion in a way that uh, you create an in-group and you uh, make sure that it's protected from any incursion from an out-group. So uh, it's just human nature at work. The field is, is, is always going to remain controversial. Uh, I, I would uh, remind you of a case where a younger investigator got into the field. He, he was an airline pilot. His name was Kent Jeffrey. He decided that the Roswell case, crash saucer case, was deserving of uh, his attention. He mounted uh, what he called the Roswell Initiative, a widely circulated petition among the citizenry to have the government open up its files on Roswell to to admit uh, that Roswell occurred and, and that artifacts were retrieved and aliens were examined and so forth. Well, he got thousands of signatures, thousands, and he was going to present this, I, I suppose, to Congress or to some other authority. Uh, and guess what? He, he, he made an, an about turn saying, in effect, well, I was wrong. Roswell was just a, a series of high-flying balloons experimented upon by the uh, Army Air Force, and therefore uh, I'm going to drop the petition project. This is a, 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 a dark moment in ufology. 
and we've recovered from it, but it, it's symptomatic of dilettantes getting into the field, making a big splash, and then just walk off as if they just got, just had a uh, a big bowel movement in public and, and decided, well, this is enough of that, and now I'll try something else. You know, it reminds well, me of somebody we had a couple of weeks ago on the show who has his book coming out and a great initiative. He has a whistleblower who can tell you what's happening in Dulce, New Mexico. Two days after the show is broadcast, he quits the field, abandons well, everything, but then he comes back to the field two days later. Exactly. This, this is so basically the, he took to, a laxative and came back. Yeah. Well, he, he took a mental, he had mental problems over his um, marital uh, discord. And uh, he overreacted. And, and again, you know, he's, he's probably been under a lot of stress since he began this project, especially if he actually believes the uh, Colonel X whistleblower source that he'd been cultivating for some months, I guess. And, and uh, he, he probably got, he just couldn't handle what, what was ha- was being dished out to him from left and right. And uh, I don't know him personally, but I can empathize with the fact that that he got in ahead over his head and overreacted, and now he's back in again. He, he's making his book available as an electronic book on his website, which is fine. You know, if his book holds up, that's fine, too. If it just fades away, as any number of other uh, tell-all books have a way of doing in this field, then, then uh, you know, we have to accept that and move along because that's what the fields are. We have a most uh, anarchic discipline uh, field we've, uh, we've had on any subject matter in, in the world. That, uh, anybody can declare himself to be an expert in this field. You don't need any credentials. You don't need any degrees in science or philosophy or or anything. You just say, I'm a, re- I'm a UFO researcher and blame there you are. You you can carve out whatever image you want to do. And you don't even need a degree. You don't have to go to a degree mill where they print up the degree and say, Larry Bryan, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, you have multiple PhDs in ufology. You just say, I'm a ufologist. No one gives an examination for a state licensing board or a federal licensing board. Yeah, I can point out one of the persons you mentioned earlier in your conversation used to go around calling himself a Ph.D., and he seems not to do that anymore. And it could be somebody did a little investigation and found that he never went before one of these boards where where um, academics, uh, you know, treat you to an exam and maybe never really produced a certified dissertation. In any case, as you say, people can... Can overextend in, in their credentials. They can overextend in their emotional attachment to the field. That's just part and parcel of, of such an anarchic field of inquiry. Boy, I'll say. <laughs> There's a lot of um, little petty fiefdoms out there in this field. And, uh, boy, if you don't agree with certain named uh, investigators and researchers, uh, you know, A-list types out there, if you don't totally buy lock, stock, and barrel their theories, then, you know, you're the enemy. You're part of the problem. And uh, I have several uh, researcher investigator friends that have been accused by uh, people as being government operatives or being uh, agent provocateur types and and that sort of thing. And and I really feel for the younger generation coming up uh, interested in this field. Uh, You know, I see the younger generation getting involved in this field, even superficially, and immediately they will see the fractious infighting. And I think that's enough to 
to really turn somebody off from really uh, diving in and getting involved. Someone like a John Greenwald, who uh, I, I have tremendous respect for, and I think um, I'm sure Larry does as well with the, the kind of quality of work that he's done. But uh, this is going to be a continuing problem, and uh, I, don't, I don't see any, any real solution to it. Uh, it I, I really feel for uh, folks in, you know, up and coming uh, from the younger generation who, who have an interest in, in this field, but it won't, won't, it's not going to take them long to figure out that they're getting into uh, to a real uh, cesspool of agenda and you know, personal uh, opinion, and uh, it would be enough to turn somebody off, uh, I think. Uh, there's, there's a few examples of people that have shouldered on and and really done a yeoman's job in the field like a john greenwald who i have tremendous respect for and i'm sure larry does as well but uh this is a a problem and until we really come to grips with it i think that the the field will be spinning its wheels and i think we should all kind of enroll in the rodney king school of you know can't we all just get along here um you know agree to disagree but uh you know respect each other's opinions instead of you know, denigrating each other. It just makes the field look, you know, that much less uh, legitimate, I guess, in the eyes of the government, in the eyes of science, the scientific community, what have you. I'm off my soapbox now, Gene. All right. Well, I don't know how we're going to get along if everybody has a different point of view as to what's really going on in this field. I mean, you have people who say, I met E.T., or E.T. abducted me and they told me that I am the sole spokesperson for the E.T. interests on the planet Earth. Therefore, I am the only one out there. I mean, we have somebody out there. Uh, we're not going to mention the name or the person he represents. He claims to be the American representative of a specific UFO contactee. And he says that's the only UFO contactee on the planet. Everybody else is a pretender. Everybody else is a fake. And by the way, something that isn't a fake is the fact that we have forums, forum.paracast.com, forum.paracast.com. We know, neighbors, you're going to have things to say about what you heard from me, from Chris O'Brien, from Larry Bryant. And by the way, if you want to know more of the things Larry does, if you go to the paracast.com and click on his name, you get to his blog, and you click on the name of his book, you can go and order a copy. It's still available. We'll ask about that book a little bit later on. I also have a special request if you'd like to become part of the Paracast team, we're looking for a sales and marketing specialist. If you have that kind of experience, especially in the online world and maybe in broadcasting, send your resume to sales at theparacast.com, sales at theparacast.com. So our guest this week is Larry W. Bryant. The co-host who has done lots of UFO research, written his own books, is Chris O'Brien. In his best E.T. voice, he's getting us set for this right now. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast 
t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. As gardeners, we can all relate. What do you do with all of the excess food that you grow? Freezing or canning may have been the process you've used, but the good folks at Excalibur Dehydrator have a healthy alternative to preserve the fruits of your labor. The Excalibur Dehydrator will help you preserve your fruits and vegetables quickly and easily, so you don't have to worry about premature spoiling. You can also use your Excalibur Dehydrator year-round to make delicious jerky. And the best part? The foods you dehydrate are free from excess additives, salt, and preservatives, and that's something we can all do without. To learn more and to order your very own Excalibur Dehydrator, visit dryingone23.com and see how the Excalibur Dehydrator can help you preserve your favorite foods. Mention coupon code GCN and receive a free book on how to preserve your foods. Again, that's dryingone23.com, dryingone23.com, or call 1-800-875-4254. That's 1-800-875-4254 today. Hi, I'm here talking with Don Wiskin of HeartDrop.com. I understand that you changed the name of your product, Don. Yes, we did. It's now Extendabite, meaning to extend your life. Wow, extend your life. Everybody wants to extend their life. How is it made, Don? Well, Extendabite is made from herbs gathered from many different parts of the world. We chose seven of the heart and health-related herbs known to improve your health. Your heart drops have always kept me from feeling sick or run down, Don. Will Extendivite continue to do the same thing for me? Yes, it will. All we changed was the name. I'm here because at 42, I had a heart attack and the garlic cayenne drops gave me back my life. We have been talking with Don Wiskin about his exciting new product called Extendivite. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit his website at heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P dot com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over five years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $209, and the Berkey guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping. An $87 value, yours free. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. You guys are awesome. I love the station. I really do. GCN. This is Philip Rodno. You're listening to Paracast, one of the most informative shows out there. So listen closely. That, neighbors, is a very old E.T., okay? It's kind of an old and doddering E.T., 400 years old, from Zeta Reticuli. Is that right, Chris O'Brien? Yes, Gene. Well, spare me. Larry Bryant's the guest. I'm Gene Steinberger in the PowerCast. So now, of course, we look at all this here, 
and we have the people who are looking for the fame and the fortune, Larry. And what do we do to toss them out of the field, get rid of them so people coming into this mess don't consistently find themselves just completely confused over what's going on? It's not a hopeless situation. There are some books being written that are very worthwhile for newcomers to take a look at. As long as there's UFO sightings, UFO encounters, there's always going to be an um, uh, ample supply of literature, magazines, journals, newsletters, books, lectures uh, from experts at convention and so forth. This is a subculture we're dealing with, and, and part of it involves um, elements of the human nature. For example, in, in, in our earlier discussion here, you, you mentioned uh, the inability of people to coalesce and, and have a unified approach to the subject. There's a, a human nature um, aspect called not invented here. I use I heard that a phrase used in, when I was employed, and it pertains to, for example, a project that uh, some group and another division of the organization might come up with, and it gets resistance from a group across the hall who might say, well, you know, it, it sounds okay, but since we didn't invent it, it's probably not going to work, <laughs> or words to that effect. So if the old not invented here syndrome is human nature, and this is what you get with people who uh, catch on to a certain case or to a certain approach, and they resent outsiders from coming in. You know, uh, it's just it's something we have to deal with because we're all human. And it, it'd be nice to have a civil approach to the subject. But uh, again, uh, because of its, if it's, of its amorphous structure, ufology, sometimes called ufology, because some people think we're fools to even stay as long as we have in the subject. That came uh, from John Keel, by the way. I think he coined the term I, I, ufology. Yeah, you know, we, we may be foolish up to a point, but at, at, well, are you really gaining any uh, personal satisfaction, any progress on this? And then you make your decision, that's all. It's, it's, it's what has to be. I'd rather be a little bit foolish than be totally in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Well, Larry, uh, one of the uh, organizations that you were, uh, I think, uh, didn't you help start uh, Citizens Against UFO Secrecy? Or I know you were involved with CAUSE for, for a number of years. Yes. How about if you tell us a little bit about, about that organization and uh, the history of it and, and what you feel are the successes of that? Because it, it does appear to, to many people like myself as a, as a real inspiration uh, for the the process of getting uh, some sort of information from the government, from the military. Yes, I, I was a founding member of that group, which never became larger than a, a, a couple hundred people. It's now withered down two people. <laughs> uh, still operative member of Citizens Against UFO Secrecy, which when it started back in, in the late 70s, it had about, uh, at, at its heyday, about 150 members, and um, among the other founders, uh, besides me and uh, attorney Peter Gersten of New York, who now lives in Sedona, Arizona, Brad Sparks, Larry Fawcett of New England, Stanton Friedman, and uh, maybe two or three more other people in, in the field, decided that... Uh, after the Ground Saucer Watch 
Freedom of Information lawsuit freed up some CIA material on UFO uh, reports, uh, this group decided that we should uh, unify our anti-UFO secrecy efforts and form this little uh, research and activism group called Citizens Against UFO Secrecy, which is now dormant except for me uh, here in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, which occasionally I cite my uh, um, membership as a director of the Washington, D.C. office, of course, and I do that to uh, to lend some authority to my continued efforts to persuade federal agencies to free up uh, heretofore unreleased material. One of the highlights of my own work in the organization dates back to 1983 when I filed a... Uh, a lawsuit, basically, call it Petition for Writ of Habeas Corpus Extraterrestrial. It was filed in U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. It was a petition to have the judge order the uh, uh, U.S. Air Force to produce the bodies that were recovered from any crash saucer case. And I used my as evidence for the... Uh, uh, petition, uh, the, uh, a, a synopsis of cases from Leonard Stringfield's crash saucer research. I asked Leonard by telephone, I said, please, I, I filed this lawsuit, but I need some substance, some evidence to present to the judge. And uh, so he did send me some cases. A summary case, six, I think there were six summarized at, as, as being at the top of this list of credible cases. So I went into court. Uh, the the uh, court did uh, grant me a hearing. And uh, by the way, the case was filed through the mail. I never had to go down to the clerk's office and, and stand there and fill out a bunch of forms. I just uh, found some format somewhere and, and decided, well, I'll try it. And I have no expectation that this thing would even get accepted. Well, it did get accepted. And uh, the the record uh, is visible for anybody to, uh, to research. Uh, the actual petition itself is now published in a book that... Uh, um, that the late uh, Colonel Wendell Stevens, Air Force retired colonel, he just died this year, and uh, he published a book in which he included my petition as an appendix. In any case, the judge listened to both sides. I was uh, sitting there in what they call a pro se status with no legal attorney uh, at my side. Uh, the Air Force brought in... Uh, a couple of uniformed JAG officers, Judge Advocate General people uh, from uh, the Pentagon, and then the U.S. Attorney had a representative there to uh, plead the government's case that this particular petition should be uh, dismissed. The judge listened to me, and uh, I said I was basically performing a reverse a citizen's arrest. Uh, I, I was pre performing uh, a request for disarrest. In other words, these bodies that supposedly were uh, retrieved from crash saucers were taken away uh, without a warrant, or were, were, were uh, stolen. 
and that uh, this was not uh, proper behavior on the part of official government interest. And the, the judge quietly, as the elder person, probably in his late 80s, I said, this is the smoking gun, Your Honor, and I held up in my hand the, the six cases from uh, uh, Leonard Stringfield's research. And he said, well, Mr. Bryant, do you have anything besides smoke? And I'm sure there was a lot of smirking going on behind me. Uh, there's, there were quite a few media people there, and uh, eventually uh, I explained to the judge that I had, upon my arrival at the courtroom, I'd just been handed the government's motion for dismissal, and I hadn't had a chance to read it. And he said, well, would you like to read it now? So I sat there going through several pages, the room quiet as if it were a church chapel, a very patient judge, I might add. <laughs> uh, I was totally surprised. He he treated me uh, with uh, great gentility, uh, with solicitation. He he let me read through it. I, I guess I spent five minutes with my head bowed down over that paper, and I finally arose uh, 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 from my seat. I said, Judge, it, it seems that the, uh, the government here is saying I do not have standing to bring this lawsuit, and that I uh, I have no case to pursue. And he says, well, you know, that's, that's exactly right or something like that. He's, he, and he, he did issue a written opinion and said that, technically speaking, uh, he, he had no jurisdiction to, to actually try the case. You know what, maybe you had to bring in the relatives of the aliens. Well, to reclaim exactly. the bodies. You, you haven't shown me where the bodies are, and you have not shown me evidence that you represent the bodies. So, therefore, I, I have no recourse but to dismiss the case. You know, and what? You know what? I'll tell you what. Let's split for the next segment. Okay. We'll go on. Larry Bryan joining us this week. We're talking about one of his early petitions to recover information about alleged UFO bodies. Chris O'Brien's the co host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Straight and narrow, Chris O'Brien, our co-host, doing it without any embellishment. Larry Bryan joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Paracast. So basically, the long and short of it is, Larry, that the judge concluded you had no standing to bring a case to demand that they deliver 
the bodies of E.T. So who has standing? Who can do it if there are such bodies? Would it be the relatives of E.T. or what? Well, you know, if I had, had I had those relatives in hand, I'd have brought them right in that courtroom. That's for damn sure. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he had no real choice. And, and as I said, I, I, I had no expectation that case would get even into the filing stage, much less get a hearing. And this, I'm dismayed even today as I think about it, uh, because it, it, it engendered uh, worldwide publicity. I got calls from Japan, from Europe, from uh, all over. The National Bar Association, the American Bar Association, uh, ran a story about it in their journal. Uh, the local papers, the Washington Post, the Washington Times, the Alexandria uh, Gazette, these local papers uh, um, did major feature stories on the case. I had radio interviews from all over the place, all because I had used a little bit of imagination, a little bit of provocation, and a little bit of intuition to say this is the right moment and I'm the man to do this, and I did it, and I'm, as I say, um, it's part of the history. And it, it raised uh, public awareness. There was a lot of poo-pooing that went on within some media. Um, but you know what? I don't... I don't regret having done it, and as I said, I think it helped raise public awareness about the seriousness of the subject matter. And of course, Roswell took off like crazy, as we know, uh, uh, when when the Air Force issued a uh, the final report on the Roswell uh, case. Uh, I, th I think that uh, that that particular lawsuit of mine may have precipitated the Air Force uh, having been uh, being backed into a corner and trying to to save face and come out with something that, that the public can accept for the time being. You know, one of the things I'm just interested in here is where we stand today. Now, we have that best-selling book from Leslie Kane, who was on the show very recently, and she's doing very well. She's been on all sorts of TV and radio shows. Lots of articles written about that. We had the latest National Press Club event with Robert Hastings and Bob Salas. So, all right. all right now, in 2010, coming up to 2011, where do you think it's going? Do you think the people are accepting the possible reality of UFOs more today? And how do we take it to the next level? I think there is an awakening occurring. It's very slow. It's fueled in part, as you say, by the, the news media, media taking uh, serious. That particular press conference uh, about which uh, I attended, by the way, I was on the front row listening to it and uh, absorbing the, the history of it. Uh, I, we're closer to UFO disclosure today than probably we've ever been since um, since Kehoe's heyday back when he was trying to get congressional hearings on the subject. Uh, there's a, in Europe and, and other overseas countries, uh, there's a, even a greater level of uh, awareness of, uh, of the seriousness of reports because sightings continue to occur uh, in China and uh, Europe, um, South America and so forth. We, we, we now have an opportunity uh, to to energize the public's awareness, and that's that's exactly what um, we're working forward in, on in um, the Denver Initiative, uh, in 
perhaps the United Nations uh, trying to perk their interest in this subject. And by the way, there's a fellow named Mike Lutman in New York City. And in, in the next uh, week or two, he plans to announce uh, his effort to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission in New York City by... Uh, local ballot initiative. I still get concerned about this, Larry, that whether that helps anyone investigate UFOs or can create the potential for a laughingstock, wouldn't it be better to get scientists involved to get all the information out and then worry about having ET commissions and all this other stuff? No, scientists have dropped the ball on this subject. Uh, We've got a scientist in the United Nations Space study commission or whatever it is in, in the United Nations and, and, and she <laughs> a lightweight is on this subject as far as I'm concerned. She had an opportunity to say uh, the United Nations should take the lead on uh, scientific inquiry into the subject but she really hasn't done it and said that makes her a lightweight and uh, again that's a lost opportunity uh, which is uh, part of the history of this subject. There are uh, good scientists, uh, some of them are dead now, like Hynek, who wanted a careful, reasoned, focused plan for uh, research. But it's not going to happen because what are we doing? We're not studying UFOs. We're studying UFO reports, said Hynek. UFO reports are are legend at this point, and, and, and we've got to get off of that uh, standstill, and uh, we're going to be on a treadmill for the rest of our lives. Local politics. You know, there's a, a saying that all politics is local, and that certainly applies to exopolitics at this point in time. So I, I encourage Lockman to do whatever he can uh, uh, to to follow the model of Denver and anybody else who's got the uh, the backbone to do it. And it's not going to be scientists because scientists are, are worried about their income. They're worried about their public status if they touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. They want those grants from the government. They want... They want their uh, what do you call this the ten- tenure intact. So uh, I have to tell you, I have no faith in science at all. Look what science has done on the global warming issue. It perverted the thing. Uh, How so? How did science pervert global warming? Well, and, uh, according to some some detractors, anyway, that there was a fraud perpetrated by scientists uh, uh, in uh, Europe somewhere. And, you know, and, yeah, but you know that might be overextending it because what they're saying is here is that a small number of letters were illegally disclosed, and they were doing shot talk, and they were saying things that you know one scientist may say to another without regard to how it looks in public. And that when this was investigated, it was found that, you know what, there was nothing to it, that there's no <laughs> climate gate. It's all an illusion. And then you look, of course, at the past summer where we had record high temperatures in the USA around the country and more evidence of this. So I don't know. I think we're putting too much into that particular episode. And the latest I've read on that, some some uh, member of the American Physical Society has sent a uh, a rather poignant letter of resignation because he went into some detail on this uh, as to why he was doing it. But the, again, that just shows you right there that uh, 
science is run by people, and people, uh, even in religious bodies, have fierce competition uh, for for whatever reason, and and this is the human nature issue of of stuff. Uh, if it's a political matter, uh, and science is science can be just as political as religions can be, and um, therefore, you know, it's it's a morass. Uh, I just I just say it's time to get back to the grassroots level to to people uh who who want a change who want a paradigm shift and that Denver initiative certainly qualifies as a paradigm shift so um, you know I understand it, that it, I just you know I if can't scientists want I, to join us that's I understand fine, but, I understand what you're saying Larry yeah. it's just I find it hard to take that seriously because I still think, you know, the press is going to look at that. If this initiative passes, people are going to say, ha, ha, ha. If it doesn't pass, they'll say, ho, ho, ho. It's not going to be taken seriously, and it doesn't help you solve what should be a scientific mystery. That's just my opinion. Larry Bryan joining us this week on the Paracast. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hey neighbors, ever thought about creating a website? With HostGator, you can create your own website with your very own .com domain name. HostGator has a free site builder and thousands of design templates to create your website today. Whether you want to create a blog, a photo gallery, a family page, or a website for your business, HostGator has the right plan for you, starting at less than 5 bucks a month for ultra-reliable website hosting with 99.9% uptime and true 24 by 7 live support available by phone, chat, or email and based right here in the U.S. Don't be left without a website. It's more affordable and easier than you think. Sign up at technightowl.com slash gator, that's G-A-T-O-R, to get the lowest possible price. At HostGator, that's technightowl.com slash gator to get a special deal on all their web hosting services. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. In confusing times, would a simple outlook on health and beauty make sense? If you're tired of taking dry vitamins without noticing any results, then the Bogdana Nutritional Formula is for you. Easy to take and absorb. The absorption of liquids is 98% in comparison to only 20% for dry vitamins. For the past 25 years, Bogdana Rejuvenating Nutritional Formula has been proven to get results. Detox, nourish, and rejuvenate your body with this one-of-a-kind supplement that contains 150 natural and organic nutrients. And a 
one month's supply is less than a dollar per day. Take charge of your health and feel the difference with Bogdana Liquid Vitamins or your money back. Go to B-O-G-D-A-N-A liquidvitamins.com or call 1-800-234-5608. That's BogdanaLiquidVitamins.com or call 800-234-5608. Give your body what it needs and it will perform miracles in return. For inner health and outer beauty, feel the difference with Bogdana Liquid Vitamins today. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over five years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $209, and the Berkey guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping. An $87 value, yours free. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. I'm told that it has everything. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. Larry Bryan joining us in the final hour of this week's episode of the Paracast. I'm Gene Steinberg. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. Chris, what do you think about that ballot initiatives and stuff like that? Do you think also it has too much of a woo-woo factor? Well, I I can see both sides of the argument. I think Larry does have a point that, uh, you know, we've really tried – different approaches from different angles um, at getting the government to finally disclose uh, the extent of their knowledge about this subject. But, you know, I think I think this whole idea of a grassroots um, movement uh, does have 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 potential. But, you know, you're you're walking a real fine line because as soon as you attempt to bring the subject uh, into the mainstream in a political fashion, um, such as the ballot initiative in, in Denver, you do run the risk of of the giggle factor, which, you know, I think it's 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 almost been detrimental to the uh, to the movement and to the effort in Denver. I think the last figures I saw is there's only about 10 percent of people that are supporting it uh, in polls. But uh, having a person like Jeff Peckman uh, spearheading this effort and being on Letterman and and doing uh, doing the mainstream media uh, <laughs> whipping post, uh, I'm not sure if he's the right person to be the figurehead behind this. Um, he's quite uh, a fan of the Stan Romanek case, for instance, and does tout it as being, you know, a slam dunk case uh, that's proving that uh, aliens are here. And you know, you have to wonder about the guy's um, the depth of his knowledge and how well informed he is, uh, having looked into the Romanek case pretty pretty uh, extensively. There's enough problems there 
that I, I would think that it's detrimental to use that case, uh, especially uh, like on the Letterman show and things like that. It, it muddies the water. It creates a, a larger uh, target for the naysayers. And I, I think you need a level of gravitas that we, we haven't seen yet. I think the closest as, that we've gotten are Larry and Peter in, in, in the cause initiative. I think we need to really get a level of believability and gravitas that, that's unimpeachable in order for this type of an effort to work. And I, I don't see it with uh, with Peckman. Peckman is a true believer. There's no question about that. Um, oh, yeah. But he's also intelligent and committed, focused, and um, he gets things done. Yeah, yeah but he's, admire, he's but... concentrating here on the Romanek case. We've had Romanek on the Paracast. And we don't believe anything he says for a moment. I mean, the evidence he produces is totally wacko. And maybe Peckman is sincere, totally sincere, totally above board. But if he believes in something that is just out of left field with no credibility, his credibility is hurt. Yeah, that, that was my point, Gene. Uh, I, I think uh, the exopolitics movement has been co-opted uh, to a certain extent. By the true believer crowd, you have, uh, you know, people like um, this Weber, uh, Alfred Weber guy. Or, and, Who's uh, never made a statement that was accurate ever, I don't well, think. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he becomes uh, part of the problem. You have Michael Sala. You do have uh, highly visible figures in the exopolitical movement uh, that tend to make wild uh, claims and, and, and be- seem to believe everything that comes down the pike. And, and I think that, that that takes away from that gravitas that you need to, to actually be taken seriously. What do you think, Larry? Well, it comes with a territory. You've got uh, you have people who have a religious fervor for the subject, like Dr. Boylan, um, a trained psychologist who, uh, who relies on channeling uh, phenomenon to, to, to advance his uh, agenda. In hot, uh, hot tub therapy I, sessions. I, I, I um, ascribe that to nothing but exercise of First Amendment rights, and this, this is what we get with the field. Anybody's a player, if they want to come on board, they, they bring some credentials or they bring some nonsense, whatever it is, I, there's no way to stop that. Uh, at one point, when in the old NICAP days, if you talked about abductions, you were automatically labeled as some extremist. But uh, abduction for, for, uh, research now has, has gained some respectability. It's, it's a, uh, um, what do they call it, a continuum, where you, if you go from, from the left side starting point and go to the right, somewhere in the middle point you, you can have a, a form of stability. But... Uh, as you say, it's, it's a, it's a uh, tightrope. We have to walk here to, to make sure that we don't fall prey to uh, dismissing stuff out of hand, but on the other hand, not get so credulous that you look like a damn fool. Um, I don't know how you solve the problem, but I think it's always going to be there, and every generation uh, generates uh, the same problem over and over again. We seem to be making progress, however. I I was uh, actually quite surprised to see, for instance, CNN covering live uh, the Hastings-Solace press conference. Uh, I think that's that's monumental. And the news cycle stories that came out the following couple of days 
actually seemed like credible news coverage. There was none of the little green alien uh, Twilight Zone theme uh, asides that was attached to to the uh, to the coverage. And Leslie Kane's book, uh, for instance, I think she's an example of somebody that I think has taken the subject and and has applied. A sufficient level of gravitas to the subject, and and people tend to to recognize that in the media, and and I think they take people more seriously, and we're we're moving forward. It seems to me uh, with mainstream acceptance of the subject, and we really need to capitalize on this, and and not shoot ourselves in the foot by presenting legitimate research and legitimate thinking alongside. Uh, True believer wackoism, uh, for lack of a better term, and uh, yeah, I think it's because of people like you, Larry, that uh, that this we're even at the place where we are today for this subject to be taken seriously by the mainstream media and 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 others in in the culture. Well, one reason I've been putting out these uh, when I call UFO cover up, whistleblower, solicitation ads, advertisements. Uh, calling for additional whistleblowers to come forward and tell their stories to the public. One reason I'm doing that is to say to researchers themselves, listen, uh, we have a way of seeking information, but if you give us the wrong leads, if you lead us down a path that's fraught with fraud, then we're not going to make any progress. And it's it's a... It's a uh, a side signal, you might say, to UFO researchers. If you send me uh, an alleged leaked document or an alleged uh, deathbed confession, I'm going to follow up on it, and, and, if it, and if it falls flat on its face, I'm not going to be embarrassed by it. You are. You are the one who who's fed the information to me, and what do you expect me to do? Uh, I'm going to pursue it as best I can, but if it if it falls on its face, the the, per, the first victim of the, of uh, of that event is going to be the perpetrator of the fraud. I'll tell you, let's get into that in the next segment here, okay, okay Larry? We have Larry Bryant, longtime UFO researcher. If you click on the name Larry Bryant over at thepowercast.com where the show's listed, you'll go to his blog. You also have a direct link to his book. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien is the co-host. You're in The Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. 
Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today. If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Just what emergencies do I need to be prepared for? Terrorism. Economic collapse. Or the overdue big quake. The immediate time frame after any disaster when you may be on your own is critical. That's why you need a 72-hour kit from SurvivalSolutions.com. Our 72-hour kits have been researched, tried, and tested for three-day survival. 72-hour emergency kits from SurvivalSolutions.com provide 114 essential items, including food, water, light, shelter, and warmth, cooking, first aid, sanitation, and communication. Just add your personal items, clothing, and important papers, and you're ready for any emergency. That's 114 essential life-sustaining items. Order now and get a free Millennium Food Bar with each 72-hour kit purchase. Call 801-965-0777 or go to survivalsolutions.com. That's 801-965-0777 or survivalsolutions.com. Home of the complete 72-hour emergency kit. On air, online, and on demand. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. We are the GCN Radio Network. You've entered another dimension. You've entered the Paracast. We have Larry Bryant, Chris O'Brien's a co-host. I'm Gene Steinberger in the PowerCast. And you made some interesting points, Larry, in our last segment. We got two more left for this week's episode. And that is, of course, exposing the fakers. Can you mention a few cases where you looked at the information and the evidence did not sustain itself? I can um, cite the case of Caller Bob. 
a few months ago, caller Bob, uh, as he identified himself, called in the coast-to-coast radio show that George Norrie hosts uh, in the late night hours. Yes, we call it ghost-to-ghost here, and we call him George Snorrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, George took the last call of the night about 3.30 in the morning uh, Eastern Time, and it was a guy who says he was calling from Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is the home of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Caller Bob says that a friend of his had died uh, and had uh, bestowed upon Caller Bob uh, a supply of 16-millimeter film, black and white, and uh, a vintage film apparently dating back to the 50s or uh, thereabouts, and and it showed, uh, according to Bob's account, it showed Eisenhower and uh, the uh, aviation magnate, what's his name, uh, back in those days who uh, had his own company, Hughes, Howard Hughes, and uh, Eisenhower were walking and standing around uh, some uh, debris, in a warehouse-like facility, and apparently there were bodies on stretchers. So uh, Caller Bob was really, you know, he did did a good performance because, um, you know, it sounded so sincere and everything, and he he supposedly left his name and maybe his email address with uh, the producer of Coast to Coast AM for for them to get their heads together and, and somehow give access to that film to uh, coast to coast. Well, guess what, fellas? It never happened, as far as I know. And this has been uh, months and months ago. And of course, I I prepared a, an advertisement to go online on on uh, something called um, classifiedads.com, asking that uh, if there's anybody out there that can corroborate the case, please come forward because this is. Uh, you know, useful information that if if that event occurred and it's been filmed, we need to to see the film and have it analyzed, and we need to have other witnesses to to see if it can be a corroborated story. You know what? Well, this is part and parcel of the legends we've heard over the years that President Eisenhower knew something about UFOs, met up with experts, and maybe even saw ET or saw the spaceships. Does any of that have any credibility at all? Well, uh, there's uh, Art Campbell as a specialist on this subject matter, and, and you may want to have him on, on your uh, show sometime. He, he's, I think he's out in uh, Oregon or somewhere there. And um, he, he apparently had, uh, you know, at a disclosure conference here in Washington some months ago, he had a... Uh, a whistleblower himself uh, shared the platform with him, and um, a former service member apparently had some secondary confirmation of Ike uh, having been at a, a military base and been part of a welcoming party to the arrival of uh, a euphonaut and his spacecraft. I just don't know how credible that witness is, but as I say, who am I to dismiss it out of hand? Uh, As I say, if you bring these witnesses in a court of law, swear them under oath, you've got to at least listen to their story. And uh, why somebody would be willing to to jeopardize his image, his 
career, say, uh, in, in perpetrating a hoax like that, which it, 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 it dismays me to even think about it. But it's not the first time it's happened in the UFO field, let's face it. Yeah, it's probably not going to be the last time. I don't either. think it'll be the last either, Gene. Uh, uh, ho- hoaxers <laughs> come and go just like uh, uh, true believers, and, and uh, it's nothing you can do about it at this point. It won't, you can't change that this social phenomenon of ufology. <laughs> You know, I want to go back to something here. We were talking before, you know, about whistleblowers, people who have innate knowledge. But then the other issue is government intervention. And I'll mention a couple of cases because there's a book out from Nicholas Redfern called Contactees. And he mentions the case of Orfeo Angelucci, one of the common contactees, where supposedly he met up with a military guy in a diner, takes his drug, and it's like an LSD trip. You know, he's seeing all sorts of weird, expanded effects. We have the late Howard Menger, who I think died this year or last year, I forget. Anyway, Menger had the traditional contactees, you know, the blonde Venusians or Saturnians or whatever they are. And then he says, you know what, I think that I was part of a government experiment. Now, what do you think about these people just making it all up or were they parts of government experiments? Well, you know, the CIA did run uh, some sort of LSD-based experimental program with maybe using some of, well, wait a minute, there there was one guy that apparently jumped out of a window in New York or somewhere and killed himself because he he had been a subject of uh, uh, that experimentation. That's part of the literature. What'd you say? Frank Olson, yeah, he he actually was yeah. working for Sidney Gottlieb uh, in the Army Chemical Corps under, under I think uh, uh, MK Ultra. He was actually a That's member it. of the of the team, and uh, yeah, they 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 pulled a fast one on him, and he ended up going out. I think a 14th floor window in Midtown. His son oh. Eric has done quite a bit of work uh, in the last few years trying to get to the bottom of that whole case, and I, I do applaud his efforts uh, to to finally get closure for his family. Right. It's not impossible that the government can resort to, to experimentation. For example, the, the Army, I think it was, uh, inflicted uh, some um, what was it, Jamaicans or some Caribbeans or somewhere along the way. They inflicted syphilis on them just to experiment with, uh, with uh, finding cure for syphilis. The trouble is they didn't notify the, the experimentees of what was going on, and this was a, a, a major ethical breach. So it's not beyond the government to to, to go over the uh, pale and uh, in their research work. It's unfortunate, and it and has happened. Well, how is your uh, getting back to the whistleblower thing again? How has that uh, that project panned out? I know that you have been placing ads uh, and. I think you were denied uh, ad placement in some uh, government publications, uh, if I remember correctly. But how how long have you been doing this, uh, and and what sort of results uh, are you seeing? Well, it began back in the mid-'80s, after I had uh, uh, finished with that habeas corpus petition. I decided, well, you know, I, I, I need to get corroborative evidence if I'm going to get anywhere with this approach. So I started placing ads in military newspapers, papers published by Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, wherever I could put a classified ad. 
in the announcements section of the ad pages of these weekly post and base newspapers. These are government-owned newspapers that uh, serve the interest of personnel working at the installation. And a few of the installations would publish the ads. But most of them said, no, we can't run this ad. And, and, and every now and then they'd say the reason is we're prohibited from running political ads. Well, sure, so UFOs are politics, my friend, right? Yes, technically it is a political <laughs> subject it's in the broadest sense of the term. But so what? Political speech is pure speech. It should be protected. And uh, as I say, uh, the uh, I had uh, scores of these ads actually published, mostly in the national capital region by the uh, Army's Pentagram newspaper, the Bowling Air Force Base uh, newspaper, and the Walter Reed Army Medical Center's newspaper. And they they would publish the ads, and and uh, I would get no replies from anybody. But I'm going to go into that in a moment, Larry. We have one more okay. segment coming up. Larry Bryan joins us this week on the Paracast. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. What is a wind generator? How can the wind produce power for a small cabin? How can wind energy be stored and used during an emergency? Can I assemble my own wind generator? For answers to questions about wind power, visit windbluepower.com. Did you know the wind could provide your family with emergency power? It can with a wind generator from windbluepower.com. Learn how our amazing Light Breeze wind generator kits start charging a 12-volt battery in just 6 mile per hour wind. Or see the new Cyclone X2 dual kit featuring two wind generators on just one tower. And learn why schools and universities across the country utilize our products to teach about wind power and alternative energy at windbluepower.com. All kits qualify for a 30% IRS tax credit for residential energy efficient property. Enter coupon code RADIO for a 5% discount at windbluepower.com. That's windblue bluepower.com or call 800-976-0026 that's 800-976-0026 in a coming apart world you need something to keep it tied together that something is atwood rope the highest quality rope made in the usa from exotic braids for military rescue arborists boating tow line shipyard or decoration quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net enter promo code radio to receive a free 100 feet of 550 paracord atwood rope working to keep the world tied together 
Go solar for cheap. Want to use solar power, but the price is too high? Now you can build your own solar panels for less than $200 at 123CheapSolar.com. Don't laugh. We've sold over 45,000 solar do-it-yourself kits. Watch the step-by-step videos that even non-handyman types can use. We offer a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to 123CheapSolar.com or call 800-713-0486. 800-713-0486. Reduce your foreign oil dependency when you go green with 123CheapSolar.com. If the cost of your prescriptions are getting out of control, you want to listen carefully to this. RxDrugCard.com is a simple, innovative program designed to give individuals the same purchasing power as large HMOs and insurance companies. As a member of RxDrugCard.com, you'll enjoy savings of up to 80% on all prescription medications at over 52,000 USA pharmacies, including Walmart, Walgreens, and Eckert's. Don't risk ruining your health by using cheap, counterfeit foreign drugs. This program provides savings on safe, genuine, FDA-approved medications with low membership fees, unlimited use, no age or income requirements, and coverage for all pre-existing conditions. RxDrugCard.com is an absolute must for anyone who pays for their own prescriptions. Enroll today for as little as $4.50 per month at www.RxDrugCard.com and start saving immediately. RxDrugCard.com is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit RxDrugCard.com or call 888-216-2461. That's 888-216-2461. How do you spell hard-hitting talk radio? G-C-N. The Genesis Communications Radio Network. This is the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. Larry Bryan's the guest. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So you put up all these ads... But you're saying basically none ever produce any responses? No, except that a, uh, a an employee in the building uh, saw one of the ads and he tracked me down. He came to my house and uh, introduced himself and says, I saw your ad in the pentagram, the name of the newspaper. And uh, we got to be friends. We had had we'd have lunch together and uh, eventually he started publishing his own newsletter, UFO newsletter. And um, uh, we still are friends today. He's uh, still working where he, in the agency that he worked with, and uh, he's still interested in the subject. He just doesn't print the newsletter because newsletters, as you say, they're, they're ephemeral. They, you don't make money off a UFO newsletter, uh, so, so you lose money. You spend your own time and effort on them, and... and uh, Eventually, you you realize it's it's not worth the effort, and this is what happened to him. But at least one person of sympathetic response did contact me because of the ads, and you know uh, I I still say that it was worth the effort because I've I've created a network of people who are interested in what I'm doing, uh, online people who send me uh, tips. Uh, they send me possible contact points and so forth. So it hasn't been a waste of my time, certainly. It's helped me in my writing effort. When you write an ad, and especially if you're paying for the copy, you you want to make sure every word counts. You don't sit there and just uh, just dribble along with your verbiage. You, you you realize that every word is costing you money, so you you, you tighten up your writing ability. 
You learn the gift of brevity. Listen, let me ask you a question here. You worked for the government for many years before you retired in the 1990s. Did your superiors ever come back to you and say, you know, Larry, what are you writing about that UFO stuff? Yes, they did. They didn't like it. They let me know that in subtle ways and sometimes not subtle ways. And uh, at one point I had to... uh, to get legal counsel because of the pressure that was being put on me by my employer, who did not like that ad uh, campaign. Um, they, they, they made it very clear to me back in the, in the uh, early 90s, that, or actually the late 80s, that I was uh, persona non grata. And eventually, I... Uh, was able to be the first recipient of that agency's uh, pension sweetener. $25K to go away. $25,000 they gave me to uh, retire. I, I could have retired uh, um, and with, with age 55, but I was holding out until age 56 or 7. Eventually, they came to me and made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and that helped me pay off my mortgage, and now I'm mortgage-free, and I'm able to um, to, uh, to have a decent uh, uh, annuity, and um, it, it all kind of worked out, but there were, there were some rough moments there where I was worried about my career and my, my uh, economic status because uh, I touched a nerve with officialdom. Uh, I wasn't a whistleblower myself, but I had the audacity to encourage whistleblowerships, which was just something that uh, officialdom uh, could not stomach at the time. You were an enabler. Yes, and that that was, uh, in their minds, uh, approaching treason. I'm sure that's what they probably thought at that point. And um, but again, you have to do what your conscience tells you. If, if you know you're the only person that can do the way you are pursuing the uh, the approach, you have to keep doing it because your conscience says you're doing the right thing for the public interest. Chris, you got a final question or two before we let him? Leave I the just building? wanted to make an observation that boy, I tell you, it takes uh, it takes some some mental toughness uh, to deal with that kind of pressure. And, you know, hats off to you, Larry, for, for attempting to, you know, get people to come forward and, and get that corroborating evidence that we need to, to be taken seriously by the courts and by the government. It's only when we get all our ducks in a row that we're going to be able to, uh, to, uh, to really take this thing a step forward. Well, Larry, where do you see the field going now? Um, we talked about uh, this news found acceptance in the media We've talked about the difficulty of getting kids involved and keeping them uh, focused and uh, and not pre-programmed or front-loaded by the culture. Where do you see this going? Do you, do you actually see a possibility of disclosure anytime soon, or is this just a pipe dream? The best disclosure that can be is for landing on the White House lawn. But uh, other than that, I'm hoping that uh, some people in the know, maybe uh, like... Uh, 300 people that had the hardcore evidence at their fingertips. Maybe these people, as they die off, will create what I call deathbed confessions, which they uh, summarize their firsthand knowledge of the cover-up, 
maybe attach some documents to the confession, maybe videotape themselves as they read the thing for posterity. This is something that should be done every every decade as these people die off, because without them, we have no no progress. You know, one uh, thing that we focus on the U.S., and we know UFOs are being investigated around the world. So other than releasing sightings that present no further proof, just more of the same thing, why don't we see other governments releasing something? Or are all the governments complicit, working together to keep this a secret? Uh, to some degree, they are all working together. They have alliances, you know, the NATO people, and, and then the Soviet bloc and alliance and all that, that and the... South American alliances, and they they get their heads together and, and they they evaluate the, the desirability or undesirability of coming forward. You, but one thing about the, the future, with all the uh, telephone, uh, the cell phone photographs and videotape um, uh, cases that uh, UFO encounters, this is this is the. Uh, the element of non-control that the government has. When a guy goes out and videotapes an object hovering 100 feet over his head in broad daylight, that yeah, that's evidence. And, it, and it, it, it's a, f- a compelling evidence because the government can't control it. And uh, I, I see that technological breakthrough as being possibly uh, the tipping point for UFO disclosure. So can you pinpoint a date? Do you think it's going to happen next year, in five years? What? Uh, uh, I just I can't tell you. <laughs> Listen, I've been in the field for 53 years, and, and uh, there's been very little progress, except that uh, the government, through the Project Blue Book stuff that's been archived, and some of the OSI from the Air Force, some of their microfilm material, all that stuff is part of the history. And uh, it's, it's sitting there like the Ark of the Covenant in the bottom of a warehouse, surrounded by other uh, material buried there for for eons, and uh, we're sitting here talking about it and not making progress. We're just about out of time here. Tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you write about. Uh, you, you can e- My email address is O-V-E-R-T-C-I, O-V-E-R-T-C-I, at Cavtel, C-A-V-T-E-L dot net. That's, that's the best way to contact me. I welcome uh, whistleblowers to to contact me with any leads they might want to share. And uh, all I can tell your audience is keep asking questions of the right people because that's what I want to keep doing. Chris O'Brien, tell our listeners where we can always find more of your stuff. Well, I do have a website. It's Our Strange Planet, O-U-R, strangeplanet.com. Of course, I do... I uh, hang out uh, from time to time as a moderator on the Paracast forum. So you might see some of my bad jokes and uh, very opinionated thinking there. And, uh, of course, um, co-host here at the Paracast. So keep tuned in. Chris O'Brien, thank you for co-hosting another episode. Larry Bryant, thank you for being a guest this week on the Paracast. Thank you both for having me and uh, check back with me in six months. Okay. Thanks for being on, Larry. Okay. Good night. Okay.
Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.